Welcome to the Chronically Real Podcast. Real life, real talk. I'm your host, CMT Strong, and I'm here with my co-host, DO3. What's up? Excited for episode four. I can't believe we've been doing this for a month already. Feels good, doesn't it? Great response. We can add Bangladesh and the United Kingdom and Australia to the people who are listening. All right. New regions unlocked. Nice to see the Outback with us. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. We put some work into this, and it's much appreciated for your support. So thank you very much. Man, our workout really sucked today, man. I was doing the leg press, and I just broke wind. Did you hear that? Yeah, we had to cover there for a hot minute, huh? I'm three reps in, and I'm like breaking wind, and I'm laughing so hard. That I can't even push the weight up. Yeah, that was funny. Summoning the summoning the seven winds. Yeah, it was crazy. I had to pause for a minute to catch my strength. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to talk about toxic positivity. Before I get into that subject, I just want to tell a story of a young woman I ran across on Instagram last night. She's in front of her camera, just tears rolling down just saying that people are telling her things like just smile snap out of it you look okay totally dismissing her chronic illness and the pain that she's really in yeah because looking and being are two completely different things and that's the challenge in the chronic illness community a lot of these chronic illnesses are invisible and the pain is real. And the suffering of these, in these people's lives are real. And they're tired of toxic positivity. So how are we to understand toxic positivity? Well, toxic positivity is a belief. And I'm going to stop right there. An individual that engages in toxic positivity holds a belief in this type of thinking. Could mean it's strongly entrenched. A belief means that they trust in something. They have faith in something. They have confidence in something. Toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's a good vibes only approach to life. And while there are benefits to being an optimist and engaging in positive thinking, Toxic positivity instead rejects difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful, often falsely positive, facade. So you just start burying everything and never letting loose every now and then? And it's a facade, as it says. And that means it's an outward appearance maintained to conceal a less pleasant reality. Yeah. And if you want to look this definition up, it's at verywellmind.com. Great definition. It goes on to say, we all know that having a positive outlook on life is good for your mental well-being. I would agree with that. Here's the challenge. Life isn't always positive. There's always going to be a tough day, no matter what. And we all deal with the painful emotions and experiences of life. Those emotions, while often unpleasant, are important and need to be felt and dealt with openly and honestly, toxic positivity takes positive thinking to an overgeneralized extreme. This attitude doesn't just stress the importance of optimism. It minimizes and denies any trace 
of human emotions that aren't strictly happy or positive. So everyone's just straight face looking like robots off the assembly line? Mm, that's the facade, isn't it? And it's a belief system. These people really believe in this ideology. I posted a post on a chronic illness community that I belong to with over 18,000 members. I didn't take a poll or anything. I just simply gave an experience I personally had with toxic positivity on Instagram. I go through the chronic illness hashtags and I look for like-minded people and individuals that I feel like I'm inspired by. Real people. That's what I'm looking for. And I ran across this coach, personal trainer, life coach, their podcast, and in their training programs is this idea of ignoring emotions, negative emotions. So this is the post I put in this group. This idea of toxic positivity. I ran it across it again. The way you win is to ignore the negative feelings, be positive, and live a happy life. This was what this coach, who's posting on a regular basis in the chronic illness community on Instagram, this way of thinking. First of all, it should be noted, if you're a personal trainer, life coach, a holistic individual, that offers training or healing services, we can smell that a mile away. We know that you're being toxic, and we reject that as a chronic illness community. We know about toxic positivity, and we're not going to accept your way of thinking. We never will. So please, think about that. Notice the comments that I got. There were so many. It took me a significant amount of time to go through all the comments. Here's one. I don't listen to that nonsense. These are real people, ladies and gentlemen. I wish people would just listen and just focus on being supportive. Yeah, sometimes you just want to vent. You don't need a problem solved. Or unsolicited advice. Processing your feelings is necessary and healthy. Agreed. These are people with chronic illnesses, people. These are real comments from real people. Here's somebody. Look what they said. Get pricked, punched, stabbed in various places every day for a month and then give me a call. Can't wait to see how positive you feel then. Here's another one. We are only human. We can't be positive all the time. It's true. There's a truth bomb for you. This is one of my favorite ones. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they thought about this coach or trainer preaching that stuff. Here's one. I love this one. It's so annoying. It's like, yep, that cured me. I'm fine now. <laughs> All traces have been eradicated. Oh, here's one that really, I think, transitions into the next point I want to make. I got very ill by just thinking positive. Own how you really feel. And isn't that the truth? Yeah, you don't want to be fake in everyday uh, life. No. Feel the emotions. Sigmund Freud said this. Now, if you don't know who Sigmund Freud is, the founder of the method of psychoanalysis, where treatment occurs based on a dialogue between patient and doctor, he articulated the theory of motivation, mental illness, and the structure of the subconscious. This is what he said. Unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and they will come forth later in uglier ways. Just bottling them up just makes it worse. Like when you put uh, Mentos inside Coca-Cola. 
And imagine if you're at work or you're in another situation where you're around people or alone. What's going to happen when those emotions erupt? Yeah, it's going to traumatize someone. That's for sure. And if not someone, yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Here's an explanation. I found this on the psychologygroup.com. It quotes a study here, and I really think it complements Freud's quote. In one study, for example, research participants were divided into two groups and showed disturbing medical procedure films while their stress responses were measured. They tested for heart rate, pupil dilation, and sweat production. Basically, they were testing how the body responds to these disturbing medical procedures. One group was asked to watch the videos while letting their emotions show, whereas the second group of subjects were asked to watch the films and act if nothing were bothering them. The participants who suppressed their emotions acted as if nothing bothered them, had significantly more physiological arousal. The emotional suppressors may have appeared cool and calm, but on the inside, stress was erupting. The psychology group has a great a list here of examples of what toxic positivity is. And I don't agree with all their different ways of putting it, so I'll try to put it a little simpler and less doctory patient for you. Here's one example of toxic positivity. Don't think about it. Stay positive. Why not say instead of that, hey, you want to talk about it? And if they do, really listen to them. Here's one. You hear this all the time. Don't worry. Just be happy. Isn't that a song? It is a song. <laughs> you say, oh, man, you must be stressed out. Let's do something about it. Don't ask them, is there anything I can do about it? Act. Do something. Take the initiative. Here's one you hear all the time. I saw it today on a fitness hashtag. Failure is not an option. How is that supposed to be positive? It isn't positive. You know why? Because failure is a part of life. It's it? part of the process of reaching success. Yeah, imagine all these successful people on the world didn't get it right the first time. No. Everything will work out. You heard that one before? Yeah. No, everything sometimes doesn't work out. There, there needs to be things done in order for things to work out. There has to be action. Here's a really popular one. Positive vibes only. Hey, man, you just got to live within your means, man. Just be positive all the time, man. Yeah, positive vibes only. Good vibes only. If you really want to be a friend to somebody and be supportive, thick and thin, thick and thin, the good and the bad. And ugly. Here's one. If I can do it, so can you. Oh, I absolutely hate that one. Oh, it's terrible. Oh my God. It's a terrible one. And I'm guilty of that attitude years ago before my car accident. That's another story. I had this attitude. I'm doing it, so why can't you do it? And I do realize now as I get older, wow, man, I had some really wrong views. And there's a principle in exercise when you're developing training systems for individuals or exercise programs. There's one called the principle of individual differences. And I really adhered to that when I was a personal trainer. There were some clients I made do push-ups because I knew they could. Other clients could not do a push-up to save their life. I had elderly clients who couldn't do push-ups. So the point is, everybody's different. There is no, if you can do it, I can do it. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun if everything was copy and paste. There's no cookie-cutter exercise programs. There's no cookie-cutter way of doing anything. Things might look similar, 
but every every path and journey is different. Here's one. Delete negativity. Just hit the back space bar, bro. <laughs> Can't do that. Only if you believe in yourself, you can. You're going to find out in your journey with a chronic illness that pain, suffering is part of the deal. If you really want to support somebody with a chronic illness, you have to be there for them. Just not say you're going to be and listen to them. Here's a very popular one that just oh, makes my skin crawl every time I hear it. Everything happens for a reason. Oh, I hate this one too. Mm. And you know, no, it doesn't. I don't believe, I don't believe in that predestination stuff. Someone loses a child. Oh, God just wanted another angel. What's the indication there? What's the implication? That God is an unjust, unloving person and it's his fault that the, the person lost their child? Yeah, that alienates people as well. Everything happens for a reason. So you're saying I have inherited neuropathy because I was predestined to have that. And there's a reason why I have that. And I should live with that and accept it. It's because we're nerfed. We're too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know that, that's a video game reference. DO3 and I always uh, say we're nerfed because we came out too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> we got to nerf him in the next patch. Yeah. Here's one. Could be worse. Dude, if it can get worse... Oh, no, I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, just be there for him. Say, hey, look, I, look, I know you're struggling. Let's, uh, let's talk about this. That's enough of that. And that leads us into our next segment on interesting points I'm learning in a book. And I think this really goes well with toxic positivity. Because we know negative emotions are happening. We know things are happening to us when we live with the chronic illness. There's real pain. There's real challenges. There's real struggles. So how do we begin to restructure our thinking in a positive way without toxic positivity? Well, I found an excerpt in Tony's Robbins book about revealing the giant within you or unleashing the giant within you. And here's what he said. He's talking about using brilliant questions to help you get out of your circumstances. He talks about his friend Mitchell. He refers to another book he wrote called Unlimited Power, in which he goes into more detail of Mitchell's story. Notice this. How do you think he was able to survive having two-thirds of his body burned and still feel good about his life? How could he then endure an airplane accident years later, lose the use of his legs, and be confined to a wheelchair, and still find a way to enjoy contributing to others? He learned to control his focus by asking the right questions. When he found himself in the hospital with his body burned beyond recognition and surrounded by a large number of other patients in the ward who were feeling sorry for themselves, patients who were asking themselves, Why me? How could God do this to me? Why is life so unfair? What's the use of living as a cripple? Mitchell chose instead to ask himself, How can I use this? Because of this, what will I be able to contribute to others? These questions are what created the difference in destinies. Why me? Rarely produces a positive result. Well, how can I use this? Usually leads us in the direction of turning our difficulties into a driving force to make ourselves and the world better. Mitchell realized that being hurt, angry, and frustrated wouldn't change his life. So instead of looking at what he didn't have, he said to himself, What do I still have? 
who am I really? Am I really only my body? Or am I something more? What am I capable of now, even more so than before? After his airplane accident, while in the hospital and paralyzed from the waist down, he met an incredibly attractive woman, a nurse named Annie. With his entire face burned off, his body paralyzed from the waist down, he had the audacity to ask, How could I get a date with her? His buddy said, You're insane, you're deluding yourself. But a year and a half later, he and Annie were in a relationship, and today she's his wife. That's the beauty of asking empowering questions. I love this part. They bring us an irreplaceable resource, answers, and solutions. And that was pretty good. I like how his friend was like, you have the audacity to ask out this beautiful woman? Well, yeah. That ends that part of the segment. We're going to switch our segment up. Instead of DO3 sharing a point that he's reading in his book, he's going to share a video clip that he appreciated. Go for it. All right, so this one was about uh, toxic positivity, which I thought related pretty well, and it's by Jordan uh, Peterson. So just one moment. I don't tell people that they're okay the way they are. No, I say, no, no, you could be way more than you are. And they're relieved about that, you see, because if you're in a dark and terrible place and someone says you're okay the way you are, then you don't know what to do about that. It's right. like, no, I'm not. I'm having a terrible time and I'm hopeless. You're okay the way you are. Well, then what? That's it? That's it? That's where I am? And what do you want to tell a young person? You're 17. You're okay the way you are. It's like, no, you're not. you got 60 years to be better. And you could be way better. You could be incomparably better across multiple dimensions. And in pursuing that better, that's where you'll find the meaning in your life. And that will give you the antidote to the suffering. Wow. That was pretty good. If you want to support somebody with a chronic illness, ask them the right questions. Don't blow them off by saying things like, everything happens for a reason. It is what it is. Just smile, be happy, positive vibes. You just need to smile more. You just need to be more positive. No. What needs to happen is you need to be their friend and you need to listen to them. Bottom line. Yeah. Let's go into our next segment. We have Meme of the Week. This one was from Chronic Illness Humor on Instagram. Appreciate it. It said, Motivational Speaker, you can achieve anything in life. Just unleash the lion in you. Me. And it was a photo of a lion asleep. <laughs> Isn't that true? Oh, yeah. People with chronic illness have the same abilities, the same power to make decisions in their life that will make them great. I believe that, but we're tired. Yeah. And the lion needs to sleep sometimes. But when it comes out, it's ferocious because we've been through pain. That's what gives us the tenacity that you see in a lot of individuals with a chronic illness. Okay, what weird fact do we got this week, DO3? All right, so you know how a good population of people is allergic to cats? Yeah. What if I told you that cats can be allergic to us? Really? Yeah, it's only 2%, but they can still show the same symptoms as we are, you know, watery eyes, sniffy nose, which is kind of ironic since humans don't have as much, I guess you can say, hair on them. So it makes it very rare for cats to actually suffer from being allergic to humans. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. That's a weird fact of the week. Thanks for joining us today. Please follow me on Instagram, CMT Strong. 
If you want to talk about your story, think you have an inspiring story to share, please email the chronically real podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. If you like the show, copy the link and share it.